Welcome to Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Marty teaches us verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book, through the Word of God. To listen to any of these messages in their entirety or to find out more about our fellowship, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Let's listen in to today's message, and may the Lord richly bless you. What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt His tender mercy? Who through life has been my guide? You know, as Christians, though, one thing that we should be good at is thankfulness, don't you think? Um, as Christians, we should be thankful. After everything Jesus has done for you and me, after everything the Lord has done for us, we ought to be the most thankful people on the planet. We ought to be, right? We ought to be so thankful. No matter where we go, we ought to be the most thankful people. Whatever event you're at, whatever place you're at, you ought to be the most thankful person in that place because of what God's done for us. And I want to start today, um, you know, and I'll explain the teaching, like I said, in the, in the introduction, we're going to be looking at the ministry of the Holy Spirit today, but I want to start today with, I, I believe, a verse out of Hebrews that I really love, and pertaining to thankfulness and how we're supposed to live for the Lord. And Hebrews 13, 15 through 16 says this, Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name, but do not forget to do good and to share, for with such sacrifices God is well pleased. And I just want us to be reminded as we look at the gift of the Holy Spirit and the things of God that we should be thankful for, that we are also to continually give him praise, continually thank him with our lips, with our lives, yes, with our actions, but with our words. In song, in everything we say, in everything we do. And I think that's just a good reminder. And so today, we're going to be diving into several passages of Scripture. There's not a single text. It's topical, which makes me uncomfortable, just so you know. But I also know this is a well-needed topic. The ministry and the power of the Holy Spirit. And so before we dive in any, any further, let's pray. Father God, thank you for your word. And God, thank you for your Holy Spirit. And God, right now we invite you, we invite you to pour out your Spirit upon each one of us. And God, open our minds and hearts to your truth through the power of your word, the truth about your Son, the truth about his sacrifice, and the truth about how we can be empowered to live a life pleasing to you, Lord. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. You and I should be very thankful. Don't you agree? I, I want to see some heads. You know, this is going to be a little interactive today. I want to see some heads nodding. So shouldn't we be thankful? Shouldn't we be? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate it. So we should in everything we do and everything we say. And we ought to be, again, like I said, the most thankful people around. But one thing we need to consider, you know, when we're, when we're being thankful, you know, we're thankful for the Father. You know, he gave us life. He holds our lives in his hands. He holds our eternal destiny in his hands. And we ought to be thankful for him. But we also ought to be thankful that he sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, and we should be thankful for him, for Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, that he came down off his throne, became a man, walked among us and lived a perfect life and died. And we ought to be so utterly thankful for the cross of Calvary, for the cross of Golgotha, because in that he went and he took our shame, he took our sin, he took our punishment upon himself. 
And it says in the scripture that despising the shame of the cross, he still did it. He endured the cross. Why? For the joy that was set before him. That joy was what he would do for us. That he would save us. That he would reunite us. Remember, we were at enmity with the Father. He signed a peace treaty with his blood for you and I to be reconciled to the Father so that we could have an eternal glory, eternal rest with him in a beautiful kingdom. And I'm so thankful for that. We need to be thankful. But also today I want us to look at the third person of the Godhead. I want us to understand that we also need to be thankful for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Not the gifts of the Holy Spirit, which we should be thankful for those too, but the gift of the Holy Spirit. Because we know the Holy Spirit is given to every believer. Every believer is given the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. He seals us for salvation. And we ought to be thankful for the work and the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And thankful for his presence, that he leads us into all, all truth. That he comforts us, that he empowers us to do the work of the ministry. That each one of us, by the way, are called to do. Do you know every believer is called to ministry? Not every believer takes that call, receives that call. But every believer is called. Some form, some shape, some matter. And you know what? There's no ministry greater than another in the body of Christ. And we're going to look at that in a couple weeks when we look at the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But the thing is, is you're not a second-class Christian because you clean or because you serve. Every ministry is important to the Lord. It's unto Him. And so we need to remember that. And we, we know that through His Holy Spirit, we can also grow in intimacy in a deeper relationship with God. And we ought to be thankful for that. And by yielding to his spirit and by being led by his spirit, it's amazing what can happen in our lives. But I think oftentimes we overlook that third person of the Godhead. We overlook the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. And you know, I want us to be reminded, if you want to turn your Bibles today, it's fine. You can try to keep up. I'm just going to warn you. We're going through a lot of verses. But in John 14, I want to read you a passage. And I just love this because it's Jesus, of course, speaking. And he tells us something beautiful and wonderful about the Holy Spirit and what it means for you and I. In John 14, verse 15, he says this, If you love me, keep my commandments. Verse 16, he says, And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. Forever is a mighty long time. <laughs> As the song says. And then verse 17 says, The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. He was telling his disciples, this is a promise. And then he said this, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. How beautiful is that? That's how much our king loves us and cares for us. He didn't leave us as orphans. He didn't just say, oh, here you go, kids. Now figure it out. <laughs> he not only dwells with us, but he indwells in each one of us who are believers. And so today we're going to be looking at a few different passages about the Holy Spirit. We're going to be looking closer at the gift of the Holy Spirit. We're going to be looking closer at the work of the Holy Spirit and the aspects of the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And lastly, we're going to touch on, we're going to, I'm going to introduce you into the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And why each believer should seek after the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Why we should desire it and what that, that baptism really does for us. Now next week, Pastor Paul, the man who's coming to speak, is going to touch on this more. And I'm only going to briefly touch on these things today. But really today, my goal is to whet your appetite. To get you thirsty. 
to get you hungry for more of God, for what he has for you. But before we do that, I want to touch on some foundational teachings about the Holy Spirit, about the person of the Holy Spirit, which is the first thing I want us to recognize. The Holy Spirit is a person. He's not an it. Many times you'll hear this, and, and forgive me if it happens. I've even caught myself where I've had to go back and edit because I said it. <laughs> pretending to No, he is not an it. He is not a what. He is not a force. It's not like Star Wars. It's not like Star Wars where you yield the force, where he's under your power and there's some kind of force that you, you, know, you earn and you train for. That's not the Holy Spirit. He is a person. And the basic nev- definition of a person and personhood is this, one who has thought, emotion, and will. And we know this about the Holy Spirit. He has thought, emotion, and will. And again, I won't go too far into this. I'll just touch on a few passages today. But we know that he has thought. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10, we read this. But God has revealed them to us through his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. He's a deep thinker. And if you want to go deeper with the Lord, you need to go deeper with his Spirit. You need to yield to his Spirit. In a greater way. That's how you go deeper with our king. And so we know that there is thought involved. But we also know he has emotion. You know, one of the things that really breaks my heart is Ephesians chapter 4 verse 30. It says this, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Grieving means deep sorrow. Do you know you can grieve the Spirit of God? One of the ways you can grieve the Spirit of God is by denying that He exists and denying the power that He has and denying His presence and denying the gifts that He has for us and the ministry of the Holy Spirit. That's one way we can grieve the Spirit. But also we can grieve the Holy Spirit through our own sin and rebellion. And when we reject what God has for us, when we say no, when we don't do what God has called us to do, we can grieve the Holy Spirit. We can grieve Him. He has emotion. And so we know he has thought, we know he has emotion, but he also has a will. You know, I mentioned this verse recently, but I love this passage. You know, in Romans chapter 8, verse 26, we read this about the Holy Spirit. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. Don't you need help in your weakness? (laughs) Don't you? This is one of the reasons we are to walk in the Spirit. But he says this, for we do not know what we should pray For as we ought, but the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Look, there are some times you get to the end of yourself, you don't know what to pray for, and you're just groaning. You're just in there, you're crying, you don't know what to pray for, everything looks hopeless, but guess what? You can be confident the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, is interceding for you. He knows how to pray for you. What a precious and amazing gift! But not only that, one of the things we'll look at in a couple weeks, when we look at the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, by the way, there are gifts of the Father, there are gifts of the Son, and there are gifts of the Holy Spirit. In 1 Corinthians 12, we learn about that. And in two weeks, we'll learn about it in depth. But you know, the gifts of the Holy Spirit in a verse pertaining to distributing those gifts among the church, we read this in 1 Corinthians 12, 11. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. This has been Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to hear this message again, or any other in their entirety, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Our fellowship meets in Southeast Nampa, and our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. 
For more information visit our website. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you. Hi folks, Pastor Marty here. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the teaching today. You know, it's my prayer that it's encouraged you to continue faithfully in the study of God's Word. I think it's so crucially important that these days the body of Christ stay in grounded and anchored in the Word of God as the world around us is sinking in the waves of false doctrine and the opinions of men. If you are seeking a church family, a church home, and you live in the Southeast Nampa area, I want to personally invite you. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. and we currently meet at East Valley Middle School. That's right off Greenhurst and Happy Valley. If you want to find out more, if you have any questions, you need directions, you want to catch up on a message, or if you have a prayer request, just go to our website, golgothafellowship.org. Let me help you spell that. It's G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A fellowship.org. Until next time, may God bless you and remember to hold fast.